beauty and skincare is always a hot topic around here, and today I want to tell you about a new product line I've discovered that I think you will like, Exponent Beauty. Listeners of the show will receive 20% off their purchase. More details on that in a minute. Exponent Beauty is a skincare brand with a line of activated anti-aging serums that are clinically proven to reduce fine lines and wrinkles. The beauty of Exponent Beauty is their innovative form factor. The powders are activated with a quadruple hyaluronic acid serum in their patented precision-dosed dispenser. The packaging is gorgeous, and the dispenser itself is refillable, so it has also reduced plastic waste. Exponent Beauty's line of serums can be found in med spas and spas and dermatologists' office around the country. The line is dermatologist-recommended and clinically proven to reduce those fine lines and wrinkles, and to increase brightness and radiance, and to firm skin without irritation. No more expired or underutilized products with Exponent Beauty, just high-quality skincare with ingredients that work. Go to ExponentBeauty.com and use code TELL20 for 20% off a purchase of $100 or more. That's Exponent, E-X-P-O-N-E-N-T, Beauty, B-E-A-U-T-Y.com and use code TELL20, T-E-L-L, the numbers two zero for 20% off your purchase of $100 or more. And you have 10 things to tell. This show is about connection with each other and with ourselves. And the hope is that the things we talk about here will be fuel for better conversations and a personal awareness. This is an interactive podcast. Each episode has a prompt and a topic that I want you to take to your journal, text to your best friend, or answer on social media using the hashtag 10 things to tell you. This is a show about digging deeper and sharing our stuff. I'll go first. Welcome to this episode of the 10 things to tell you podcast. I am so glad you're here. After the holiday break, after the new year, I hope that you got a chance to listen to the bonus episode I put out between Christmas and New Year's all about setting intentions and affirmations and even vision boards, which I admit have not worked for me in the past, but I am going to give them another shot. If you haven't caught up on that episode, it is not too late. I kind of consider the first two weeks of January to be the full refresh of the new year, don't you? It's not like everything has to be figured out and in place by January 1. That just seems like way too high of an expectation for a single day on the calendar. So you can catch up on that bonus episode if you'd like. Make sure you listen to the end of the year book club episode, which is a whopping two hours. But it has some really great book talk with my friends from my real life book club. You can also find on the blog right now my list of favorite books of last year. I picked 10 fiction, 10 nonfiction. You can find those at 10thingstotellyou.com. 
But today on this episode that is sponsored by Lola, we are going to talk about how to feel better. Mostly how to feel better when you're in a bad mood, when you're just like a little run down, when you're having a bad week. I'm not here to tell you how to feel better about real mental health stuff that has gone on for longer than a few weeks. I have no idea what to tell you if you're recovering from the flu. If you've been feeling not great for a noticeable amount of time, whatever that means to you, be it a week or a month or a year, please call a professional. I'm not joking. I'm not being flippant about that. In the past in my life, I have had plenty of times when I ignored my body or my spirit or my emotions when they whisper to me all the way until they're screaming at me. And it is always to my detriment if I'm not paying attention to those things. Today's episode is about how to feel better. It's just for like when you're in a general funk. Or maybe you could use some of my thoughts here in conjunction with other types of treatment. But these things are just some ways, some tools in my belt, if you will, to pull me out of a bad mood or a brain spiral to shake off a bad day or something. And in fact, if I may be perfectly honest, I am not in a wonderful mood as I record this. (laughs) The last few weeks have been a huge blur of to-dos and house guests and organizing and emotional chaos. I am a wee bit tapped as I sit down to tell you how to feel better. So know that as I'm talking into this microphone, I might as well just be staring into the mirror. That is how much I need a reminder of this stuff for myself. So let's just dig in. Number one in the 10 ways to feel better, movement in your own body. Please do not turn this episode off. I'm not about to tell you to go take a jog. I would never go take a jog. I would not expect you to go take a jog unless that is your heart's desire, of course. But when I say movement, I mean any kind of movement. It does not have to be traditional exercise at all. I've learned in dealing with my own anxiety And also, this argument was laid out scientifically in the book Burnout by the Nagoski sisters. It's one of my favorite books from last year called Burnout. But I've learned that moving your body with big movements, even for just a few minutes, can make a huge difference in how you feel. Sometimes I stand up from the computer and I just windmill my arms around like a weirdo. Maybe I do a few jumping jacks. You can turn on one song and dancing your heart out for like three minutes. It can be like taking mood medication when you do that. I even bought one of those small little exercise trampolines, you know, like that are in the house trampolines so that I could jump out some of my emotions. If you don't want to do any of these kind of like wild things with your body, like I'm describing, you can always do something more normal, like take a walk or something, but No one will know if you stand in your living room and do the entire kick routine to your high school's fight song, okay? We will keep that between us. Number two, touch from someone else's body. So number one was movement in your own body. Number two is touch from someone else's body. This can mean all kinds of things. Gretchen Rubin tells us about the power of a 20-second hug just a long embrace from someone you love. You can also cuddle with your kid or with a pet. Of course, sex has been known to make people feel better. 
But I'm also going to suggest to you whether or not there's another available and willing body in your life to reach for is that the touch of someone who doesn't need anything from you can be extremely emotionally luxurious. Like if you can't do a massage, which is the first thing that comes to my mind is massage, but if you can't do that, even just getting your nails done and asking for like the extra hand or foot massage there, I cannot tell you how much this can turn my mood around. I have lots of other thoughts on massage in general and what it does to your body, but the main thing I'm trying to get across today is that touch from another person that either has love behind it or even if it's just functional. Like our emotions respond. I think our bodies crave touch. And as we get older, touch between adults is just less abundant culturally. We sort of have to close off those natural desires to interact with one another physically because it, you know, isn't appropriate feeling. But you know, when you're a kid and little girls like sort of play with one another's hair or, you know, when kids hug freely or that kind of thing, sometimes we just forget about humans touching one another consensually. Of course, I know you don't misunderstand me the way I'm talking about this. I mean, consensually, but think about the last time that you were touched in a non-needy way. And maybe you just need that. It can feel really, really good. All right, number three, silence. You'd think that silence may make you feel worse, but try setting a timer and just sitting in silence for five minutes. I do not care what your brain does here. This is not meditation. Your brain can bounce all over the place. But next time you're in a bad mood, try driving to wherever your destination is in total silence. No podcast, no music, no conversation. Let your brain do whatever it's going to do. Sometimes I get grumpy because I'm avoiding thinking about something or avoiding feeling something, or I've just been too busy to let my brain sort itself out. And so a few minutes of silence can do wonders, wonders, I tell you. And I'm mostly talking about silence with yourself here, maybe purposefully listening to yourself or to your intuition, or maybe just being less stimulated by all of life's noise for a little bit. But I also think that silence with others can be so beneficial. If my husband Jeff and I have been going round and round on a topic where you know, either in an argument or a long discussion, or we're just spinning our wheels over something, choosing silence for a little bit can bring clarity. Not the silent treatment, that's not what I'm saying, it's not a standoff, but just not spewing every thought that comes to mind, like just taking a minute, a day, and choosing silence for a little bit. Okay, number four. Take a shower, brush your teeth, take care with your care rituals. This one might be especially for those of us who work from home and could possibly, I don't know, end up in our sweatpants for days on end. 
Although, I don't know, before I was a mom, I definitely used to have weekends when I was such a sloth. I just lazed around for 48 hours. Now, honestly, sometimes that's exactly what you need, but sometimes that's the thing that's contributing to you feeling insecure and gross. At 40 years old, I cannot believe I can still get shocked by how much better I feel after a shower, put a little makeup on, real clothes, just feel like a human again instead of whatever emotional or literal filth that I was wallowing around in. When I'm in a really bad way, I I have to summon some energy and I don't just take a quick shower. I take real care. Like I go slow with the ritual of bathing or putting on lotion or doing my hair. I take a lot of care with it. And then I start to feel, you know, like, worthy of a person who has on eyeshadow, you know? And so this feels like the perfect time for me to tell you a little more about Lola, today's sponsor, and a really cool company. Lola is a female-founded feminine care brand made by women for women, offering high-quality period products made with natural ingredients. Lola's tampons, pads, liners, and their cleansing wipes, they are all made with 100% organic cotton, no toxins or dyes or synthetic fibers. Lola wants to make your period a little bit easier, which we could all use, right? Subscriptions are customizable, so you can choose your mix of products and absorbencies down to the exact number of lights and supers in a box of tampons. It's easy to edit your order, change your delivery frequency, skip a month, or cancel your subscription at any time. I have to say that when I first got my Lola products in the mail, I was really impressed with the discreet packaging and the quality of the products inside. And now it's never been easier to try Lola and switch to natural period products. Lola offers two trial sets, each featuring a mixed assortment of period products made with 100% organic cotton for just $5. $5, you guys. When you purchase a trial set, you'll be auto-subscribed to full boxes of both products starting the following month. Lola will send you a reminder email before your subscription officially starts, so it really is a risk-free way to try the products before making a monthly commitment. For 10 Things to Tell You listeners, you can get 30% off your $5 trial set today. So visit mylola.com and enter promo code U, Y-O-U, promo code U to redeem your offer. mylola.com for 30% off of your $5 trial set. Okay, back to 10 ways to feel better. I think we're on number five. Before I do these next five, As you're listening to this, I want you to be thinking about what is aligning for you. Either which of these suggestions that I'm making feels right to you, or what is something in the past that you've realized makes you feel better? If something doesn't come to mind right off, then there might be some trial and error here, but we all have activities separate from what I'm suggesting here today. We all have our own personal things that bring us back to ourselves. For me, it's reading a book. For some people, it's baking or art or going to the movies. Whatever your thing is that is aligning for you. Aligning meaning when you do these things, you feel like yourself. 
you feel like you're in the exact right place, that this is the right thing right now, this moment. Like it's aligning. Possibly I should have started with that at the beginning of this episode, but finding out what is aligning for you is really valuable. And of course, it can always be used alongside any of these other suggestions that I'm talking about today. All right, so number five, journal. You knew I was going to say this, right? Journaling. It is my go-to solution for everything. It's not every day that you find a product that you truly love and want to shout about from the rooftops. Well, friends, I have found something that I am genuinely excited to share with you today, and that is Born Shoes. Born Shoes are made with the best top quality leather with functional stitching and flexibility. They are lightweight, but they're also supportive. They are great for all casual occasions, extremely comfortable, and especially good for travel. The brand recently gifted me a pair of the Ithaca style sandals. Of course, they are beautiful. The footbed has extra foam for added comfort and with a slight heel for lift. I am positive that I could walk all over London in this pair of shoes, just like I did in my Born Sandals last summer. Born Shoes offers sandals, flats, boots, and heels in several styles and color choices. Take comfort in Born Shoes. Every season, they make high-quality shoes that feel as good as they look. With artistic touches, unparalleled craftsmanship, and exquisite materials, Born designs shoes to satisfy the demands of every lifestyle. Go to bornshoes.com for a 15% discount plus free ground shipping on all full-price shoes when you use my promo code TELL. That's born, B-O-R-N, shoes, S-H-O-E-S, dot com and use promo code TELL, T-E-L-L, for 15% off and free shipping, available exclusively to our listeners for a limited time. With sunshine, outdoor activities, and so many fun things to do outside, it is impossible not to enjoy all of these good weather days up ahead. Of course, we all know that more sun and fun means more sweating, and yes, more odor. That's why I'm excited to tell you about Lumi. Lumi is the first of its kind in the full-body deodorant world and is seriously safe to use on any and every part of your body. It was created by an OBGYN who saw firsthand how regular body odor was being misdiagnosed and mistreated. I especially love that Lumi deodorant is baking soda and paraben-free. It is also pH-balanced for safe use on all areas of your body. You can choose from a variety of fresh scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, and toasted coconut. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like a mini body wash or deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code U at lumideodorant.com. That equates to 40% off your starter pack when you visit Lumi, L-U-M-E, deodorant, D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T, Dot com and use code U, Y-O-U. Journaling is communing with yourself. It's documenting what is going on. There are so many styles of journaling, so many ways that you can do it. I tell you 10 different ways to journal back on episode nine, but if you're feeling off and in need of a reset, journaling can be like a brain dump You can journal out all your anger and hurt and all the unsayable things in your heart and then just destroy what you wrote. That can be really cathartic. 
You can journal affirmations, which again, I talk about on the recent bonus episode, but writing down affirmations has really affected my mood in the last year. Writing stuff down is my life's magic bullet, and I will remind you about it on pretty much every single episode. Another thing I talk about a lot, number six, sleep. Sleep is a huge part of how I manage my anxiety. If I am sleep deprived, I can get into mental health trouble fast, and I take that more and more seriously every year. But this doesn't even have to be about sleep deprivation. Taking a nap can just be like pressing the restart button or getting a full night's sleep too. It doesn't have to be a nap. It can be a total restart on your mood or on your day. I used to be a huge nap taker, actually. Since I've gotten better about bedtime in general, I don't crave a nap so much anymore. In fact, as a side note, sometimes when I lay down during the day, my heart starts to race. That's a whole different issue than what we're discussing here. But I have had the experience of going to sleep and waking up like a new person. If I'm in a particularly bad mood, usually this can look like putting myself to bed at like 8 p.m. And I do not mean getting in bed and then watching a movie. I definitely do not mean getting in bed and scrolling my phone for an hour, which I also can be guilty of. But when you're in the bad mood or emotional about things, that is the worst thing to do. I mean actually going to bed really early as a purposeful reset. Like that saying, everything will be better in the morning. Obviously, that's not always true, but there is something to letting your subconscious work out a problem or just admitting defeat to your mood and checking out for 12 hours in order to let tomorrow be a new day. All right, number seven, call or even better yet, See a person who lights you up. This is a good reminder right now to pay attention to how you feel when you're around people. Do certain people leave you feeling full and happy to be alive and lucky to know such people? We all have those, I hope. We also have people who drain us mentally, who make us feel bad about ourselves or who make us feel icky because of the way they talk about others. Do not call any of those people when you're in a bad mood. Call someone or arrange to meet up with someone who makes you laugh, who won't judge what you're saying. You know, see someone who you like and who likes you. You do not have to tell them that you are in a bad mood and that they are the fix. In fact, probably don't tell them that unless it's coming along with a huge compliment because You don't really want to burden them with the task of making you feel better, but just have a person or two in your life, at work or at school, an old friend, a family member, who lifts you up just by being around them, just by hearing their voice. You just feel good after an interaction with them. On a better day, you can try and be that person for someone else. Okay, number eight, get out of your space. Leave the house. If you're at work, take a walk around the block. If it's the weekend, go do something. 
even if it's just errands, even if it's just window shopping. There's a big outdoor mall here in LA, not too far from our neighborhood. It's called Americana. And I have been going there just to get out of my house for years, especially when I had babies. I would push a stroller around the pretty outdoor area of the mall three times a week. I swear I would go there all the time. It gave me a reason to put on clothes, to see other humans. Maybe we'd stop and get a pretzel. And I still go there when I'm getting kind of antsy, sort of cabin fevery. If you follow me on social media, I tag myself there all the time <laughs> because yes, it's a mall. It's kind of a feel-good, happy place for our family. It's pretty, it's outdoor. Yours probably isn't the mall. Hopefully it's a park or something. That's probably better. But whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Just change up your literal view, especially if there's people watching involved. It's definitely one of the reasons I like the mall. It makes me feel like that I'm here living in the city around other people and I'm not just isolated in my house. Number nine, do something productive. This list isn't in any kind of order, but I will say this is one of the first things I reach for if I need to. Now, hear me that there is a thin line because you can busy yourself in a negative way. And this is not that. This is doing something productive in the interest of feeling better. One of the many things my therapist taught me was that the only way to be less stressed about the work is to do the work. This speaks to me because I can get very overwhelmed and paralyzed by a daunting task, whether that be, you know, organizing something in my house or writing a big project. And then I will just shut down completely if I feel like it's too big of a thing to do. Whereas if I give myself little wins, little tasks to complete, if I do something truly productive and not fake productive, I will start to calm down a little bit. To quote Emily P. Freeman, do the next right thing. And sometimes the next right thing is ticking off boxes to make you feel like that you're moving forward. Okay, number 10. Of 10 ways to feel better, number 10 is ask for it. Ask to feel better. Ask whoever you think would hear that request. God, the universe, angels, your own inner intuition, but ask for it boldly. I want to feel better. See what comes up. See if an answer arrives on how to make it happen. See if by stating out loud that you don't feel good, if that means that some of your bad feelings dissipate just with the acknowledgement of them. Maybe asking to feel better means that you call the doctor. That the ask is from one human to another, someone who is equipped to help you beyond what you can do for yourself. I don't know what will happen when you ask to feel better on a small scale or on a grand one, but pay attention to the answer. Always pay attention to the answers in your life. 
So that's it. 10 ways to feel better. I hope some of this resonated with you. If so, I hope that you share the show with friends or leave a review on iTunes so that others can find us. It really does help. If you post about 10 things to tell you on social media, and I absolutely love it when you guys share the show, you've been so generous in this way. Please make sure and tag 10 things to tell you on Instagram or on Facebook so that I can see it. I really want to see it. A happy New Year, everyone, and thanks for listening. I'm Laura Tremaine, and you've just listened to the 10 Things to Tell You podcast. You can find the show notes and subscribe to episode emails at 10thingstotellyou.com slash podcast. And you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at 10 Things to Tell You. Remember, this is an interactive podcast. I have 10 things to tell you, and you have 10 things to tell. So take this topic to your journal or a friend or post on social media using the hashtag 10 Things to Tell You. These episodes are meant to bring connection with others and ourselves and spark better conversations. Thanks for listening. Now go share something.